We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Desiree Levy, recorded at Equipus Church in Eden. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. Holy God, we come before you this morning and we just ask that you would take us on a journey, that you would speak your truth direct into our hearts this morning, that any preconceived ideas, any wrong thinking that we have, God, just flee in the name of Jesus, and that we'd just be open, we'd be ready, we'd be willing to hear what you have for us today, God. And I pray that you would just light the fire of excitement within every single person's heart this morning as we unwrap your gifts as we open them up, as we peek inside, God, that we'd be truly excited about what we have access to as a believer, a child of the Most High God, what you have given us. So I just pray that you would anoint every single word this morning, God, that you would speak your truth in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, team. You are awesome. I'd just like to give a special um, shout out to Felicity this morning. Um, she's one of my heroes. She's awesome. And we have been working like um, slaves this week um, in the finance team. We just, we just powered our way through 11 audits this week, people. Yes, we did. <laughs> and um, it's mostly down to Felicity's excellence and um, her attention to detail. So um, I want to honour you. And she's still serving on a Sunday and she's worked like 70 hours this week. So thank you, Felicity. <laughs> Awesome. Um, so we're in the middle of our series at, this, at the moment, This Is Us, and um, I think what a great series, um, unpacking our DNA, who we are underneath it all, our heartbeats, all of that kind of stuff. And today I get to carry this on by unpacking our spiritual gifts. So as a believer, we're told in the Bible that we are given gifts by God and that we have access to things that other people just may not have access to, and that we need to start walking in the authority and the anointing that God has for each and every one of us, and that these gifts are individual and unique, and they're packaged with our personality. They come out different in every single person, but um, when they are submitted before God, what could happen in our worlds, in the, com- in the group of people that we are surrounded by, what a difference it could make if we could all totally tap into how God has wired us, how he's made us, and how we could cause difference and change in the lives of those around us. So I'm quite excited about this um, this morning. I do think that it could be a 20-week series as opposed to a one-session moment, but um, I'm going to do my best just to give you a glimpse into each of the spiritual gifts that we have at our um, fingertips that that God outlines for us in the Bible. We're going to take a quick sneak at that gift, and then I'm just going to pray at the end that God is going to take you on a journey where you will begin to unpack how he has wired you because you are unique you are individual you've been wired on purpose for purpose and so I want this morning just to give you a snapshot and then I want you to go on the journey of unpacking it with God Um, If you'd like a copy of what I'm going to go through today, um, you can actually just email the church office, Dunedin at equipuschurch.com, and we can send you a copy. So you don't have to, in a flurry, write things down this morning as we're going through it, because I will be moving pretty quickly this morning. Um, I always want to start off with one scripture that is one of my personal favorites from Ephesians 1, 11. It says, it's in Christ we find out who we are and what we are living for. It's in Christ we find out who we are and what we are living for. 
So let's make sure that we're always going back to the source to figure out who we are and what we are living for. My main point today, my big point, the big idea, if you can keep it all in your mind, is that you were made on purpose for purpose. So find it. Find it today. So I'm going to introduce spiritual gifts to you today. And um, in the Bible, we're, um, I'm just going to go with these ones. There are more, but um, for the purposes of time this morning, I'm just going to run through these things. So we're told in the Bible in these, these three passages of Scripture, Ephesians 4, Romans 12, and 1 Corinthians 12, that there are basically three major groupings of gifts. There are ministry gifts, motivational gifts, and manifestation gifts. And I'm going to break these down for us. I'm going to go through the motivational gifts and the manifestation gifts this morning. Basically, I wanted to, before we go anywhere, distinguish the difference between gifts and fruit. Gifts is the Holy Spirit's manifestation working through you. Fruit is a result of your spiritual character growing. Gifts are given. Fruit is growing. Gifts are given by God. You are responsible for growing fruit in your own life. Paul expressed that the church should have a great desire for spiritual gifts. So let's not tune out this morning and think, oh, that's only for like a few people. No, let's desire the spiritual gifts. But that should come secondary to having a pursuit of love. In everything we do, we need to be putting love first and then exercising the gifts that God has given us. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. Um, When Peter spoke of spiritual gifts in the New Testament, he considered them a matter of personal stewardship. As each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So we do have a responsibility to use what we have been given to serve one another. Basically, you're probably sitting there thinking, why is this important? Why do I need to discover my spiritual gifts? And um, again, I just want to state that one line that I have for today, that you were made on purpose for purpose. And so we do need to find out what that was. And um, our spiritual gift mix, you know, the gifts operating in our life, they're not for your own private benefit. They're actually for the good of everybody around you. They're actually for the church, that are glorify God, that are serve other people. And we all have different gifts, and that's just the way that God has made us, and we need to glorify Him with the gifts. We need to build His church, and if you can figure out how you're wired, it will help you to find your correct fit in the house of God, and also to prioritize your time. Because how many of us know that we actually don't have an endless bucket of time, and if we could figure out exactly what we're really graced to do, what we're really gifted to do, it would help to streamline our life. And instead of saying yes to everything, we'd be able to say yes to the best things as opposed to yes to everything. So how do we go on this journey of discovering our spiritual gifts? Um, First and foremost, really, really simply, we just need to ask God. We need to spend some time with Him. As we come to know Him, we begin to understand how He has made us. It's in Christ we find out who we are and what we are living for. And there'll be a moment when you've spent some time with God when you just go, I was born for that. There'll be like this click, this unction that just comes into your heart and you're like, I can breathe. I feel like this is my fit. This is who I am. Now I'm operating in like this ease that I didn't know was available to me. 
And you know, there are other ways that we can um, discover our spiritual gift mix just through studying the Bible, reading those passages of Scripture, through some experience, through asking some friends some questions or some people that we really trust, through some spiritual gift testing or mentoring or counseling. One of the best ways is actually just to learn through trial and error. (laughs) Just learn through trial and error. Give it a go. Um, If you've been in this church for any length of time, you will have heard this. Oh, just serve in September. Serve September. Try something out. Join another team. Or if you've been around for it even a little bit longer, you will have heard this one. Give it a year. (laughs) Pick something. Give it a year. How do you think we became pastors? Give it a year. Trial and error, you know, give it a go. Put your hand to the plow and think, God, maybe you've made me this way. I'll try this. I'll give it a go. You know, what's a topic or a situation that you could keep talking about all night? What do you most like to do for other people? What breaks your heart? What pain do you see? What injustice riles you? Set some time aside. Ask God. Show me, what am I passionate about? How have you made me? Expect God to use you in what frustrates you, what's highlighted to you. Walk alongside people who are already operating in that gift. Let something leak from their life into yours. Get an impartation from how they do it. So let's break down the motivational gifts firstly from Romans 12. So basically, when we talk motivational gifts in the church, we're talking about how are you wired, just your default setting. How do you respond in any given situation? And, um, you know, have you ever found it quite interesting that two people can respond to the same situation really differently? And you're like, what? Um, I'll give you a personal example, one that I'm not super proud of. Um, But, yeah, as you know, I have three children, and... um, One of them had quite a a serious infection at one stage, and um, I have a great friend who's a nurse. I am not a nurse, but her default setting is mercy. She can see things, and she just wants to wrap those people up. She wants to heal. She wants to love. She wants to care for. Probably one of my default settings is not mercy. (laughs) One of my default settings would be, why did this happen, and how can I fix it? I want to understand it all. I want to know about it. And so the response that I had to this infection was very different to her response to the same infection in my own child. So, you know, two totally different people, same situation, but two really different responses. And that's as a result of how we are wired motivationally. What comes out of us, out of fault settings. Um, These are found in Romans 12. So I want you to flick with me in your Bible because I want you to actually go there. I'm not going to put it up on the screen. I want you to find it because when you get home or later this week when you're thinking about this again, I want you to go back there and read um, for yourselves. So Romans 12, and I'm going to read from the New Living Translation and we're going to read from verses 1 through to 18. What I find interesting about this passage of Scripture also is that it comes directly after talking about renewing your mind. So before we can fully understand our motivational gifts, we need to have gone on a journey with God where we say, hey, can you renew my mind? I don't want to think like the world anymore. Help me to think how you think, God. Renew my mind and then show me how I'm wired. So Romans 12, 
And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. In His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach them well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness or mercy to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honouring each other. I think I'll leave it there for the moment. So in that passage of scripture, from verse 6 to 8, we see that in his grace, God has given us these different gifts. Doesn't say just some of us. It says us. In his grace, God has given us different things, different gifts for doing certain things well. And then the scripture goes on to list these. Prophecy, serving, teaching, encouraging, giving, leadership, and mercy. So prophecy in a renewed mind. Edifies, which just means like builds up, builds up other people by revealing God's truth in specific areas or situations. Interpreting scripture, perhaps, or revealing God's heart in a way that will help others. Prophets always move in their gift when they see things and people or situations, and they can bring God's truth into that. Sometimes, moving in this gift or this way that you're wired, you can appear a little blunt, a little direct. And we have to learn to channel our gift and deliver it in a way that it can be received. A server in a renewed mind sees need and assists meeting those needs, keeps things moving, and they have this great ability to look ahead, plan what might be needed. They keep people on task. They make sure needs are met. Sometimes they can be task-driven rather than people-driven. They can become easily irritated if other people aren't doing their share. Teacher. Expounds on truth, takes difficult concepts and makes them easy to understand. Now remember, this is just like a wiring, a default setting. So it's not really like a learned thing. It's just like something that comes out of you. You want to know how something works and then you explain that to other people and make it easy for them to understand. Sometimes the teachers are great debaters. (laughs) 
because that's how they can get the point across. They're going back and forth with information. They're quite self-motivating and self-ability. They don't have, um, they don't like routine tasks, but sometimes they can overanalyze issues and we just need to let it go. Um, encouragement. Builds up the body of Christ by bringing out the best in others. Desires to see others fulfill their God-given potential. Encourages others, but also offers practical advice. Can be easily offended when other people are not encouraging back. Can be over-talkative. Can be sought out for help on lots of things. Um, someone who operates with a motivational gift of giving just naturally imparts resources, time, treasure, talent. Gives, donates of them personally, has a charitable attitude. They're fulfilled when they know they've given and it's brought joy to other people. Leadership, brings order, sets up structures, creates methods. Like a shepherd guiding sheep, there's an anointing for authority, for protection. Sometimes if the mind's not renewed, can be controlling rather than guiding. Designed to protect to bring life. Mercy, sympathizes with the hurting, offers extra measures of grace and comfort, has a strong desire to relieve the pain of others, has a large amount of patience and grace, tends to avoid conflict, easily offended, kind. You know, when we go through a list like that, I bet something and you just went, oh, that's how I do it. That's me. That's who I am. That's how I respond naturally. Without overthinking it too much, you will be wired in one of these ways. It's just what the Word of God says. There'll be a default setting within you in one of these directions. And then we want to take a quick look through the manifestation gifts from 1 Corinthians 12. And you know, it's not really about a result of your goodness. So like we talked about before, gift is different to fruit. A gift is given, fruit is growing. And um, the Holy Spirit can choose to move through you at any given moment. <laughs> he can make himself manifest and he can operate in any one of these gifts that I'm about to unpack for you at any given moment. That sometimes as you become like closer and closer with God, as you walk with him, as you spend more time with him, you begin to understand more and more like you're lean towards a certain gift or to operate in a certain way through the power of the Holy Spirit. So let's turn together in our Bibles to 1 Corinthians 12, and we're going to unpack these for a moment. Um, 1 Corinthians 12 from verse 1, spiritual gifts. Now, dear brothers and sisters, regarding your question about the special abilities the Spirit gives, I don't want you to misunderstand this. You know that when you were still pagans, you were led astray and swept along and worshipping speechless idols. So I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit of God will curse Jesus, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the one Spirit gives the gift of healing. 
He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. And then the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. It's really important to understand that we weren't made to just operate in our gift in isolation, but we were meant to operate letting the Holy Spirit move through us as part of a company of people so the full body can work and express itself the way it was meant to. So we have nine gifts um, outlined in this passage of Scripture, 1 Corinthians 12. And we can break them down into three groups of three, um, which is how they're often referred to. So we have the revelation gifts, wisdom, knowledge, and discernment. We have utterance gifts, tongues, interpretation, and prophecy. And we have power gifts, healing, miracles, and faith. Let's take a quick look. So prophecy, the gift of prophecy is the special ability that God gives to members of the body of Christ to receive and communicate an immediate message of God to his gathered people, a group among them, or any one of his people individually through a divinely anointed utterance. And then we have an example from the New Testament, Zechariah. Um, You know, one who prophesies helps others grow encourages, brings comfort, strengthens the church, instructs the church, and it can affect unbelievers. They can be like, what? You know, they can take it, pay attention. Um, the gift of tongues, the Holy Spirit speaking through you. It's primarily focused on God and is sometimes referred to as our prayer language. So where prophecy is more like giving a word for the whole church, Tongues can't be as easily understood. And so often it's referred to as just focusing on God and your own prayer language, unless in a public place it's paired with the next gift, which is interpretation. The gift by which God made intelligible what was hidden from all. So interpreting that special message that was given in another tongue. The word of wisdom, skill, cleverness, the right application of knowledge. The word of wisdom gives us skill in knowing how and when to minister accurately by the Holy Spirit into people's lives. It makes the timing right and enables the other gifts to make a significant impact. I love that. The word of knowledge, revelation of facts, past, present, or future, which were not learned through the efforts of the natural mind. Sort of God-given secrets that he whispers to a person that you then can use to minister to somebody else. You know, some examples in the Bible, Jesus told Peter, you you can go find your money in the fish's mouth. Ananias and the conversion of Paul. You know, the purpose of the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom is, you know, to bring supernatural encouragement, to bring confirmation of what God has already been saying and doing in that person's life, to give insight, understanding, to unpack some stuff, to help when we're counseling or in evangelism, to unlock stuff in people's heart through a word that only God could have known. 
discernment, the gift that gives the Christian insight into the supernatural world. The gift is to enable the person to know the motivation behind a situation or a purpose or a person. And, um, you know, it's important to, to sort of unpack a little bit on discernment is that really the gift is given to see the good. Sometimes people operating in the gift of discernment, it's always to pick up the negative but actually, it's meant to be there to pick up the good motivation behind people. And then we have the, um, the power gifts, the gift of faith, this firm persuasion, the conviction which is based upon hearing, not upon sight or knowledge, a firmly relying confidence in what we hear from God in his word, faith. The gift of healing, to supernaturally bring cure for the sick, physical, spiritual, emotional, to make whole in the fullest sense of the word, saving from disease and its effects. I love that healing was an everyday, normal part of Jesus' life. And I'd like to remind us as a company of people that we have full access to the Holy Spirit. My heart cries for a time when we see healing as an everyday part of our lives. When we're walking down the street and we can just let the Holy Spirit minister and move through us and bring healing into the lives of those around us. Miracles. A remarkable or surprising event that happens by the direct intervention of God, not following the general known laws of nature. Miracle. that um, the word miracle is actually translated from that word that we know and we've heard, dunamis, act of power, special, miraculous power to do anything. Jesus, Peter walking on the water, Joshua commanding the sun to stand still. Miracles, this gift is desperately needed if we want to see unbelievers come to know Jesus. Because you can't argue with the miracle that goes against the natural, supernatural power of God. Um, the worship team, you can um, jump up now if that's okay. Thank you. Because um, I just want to take us through an example from the Bible where we can see spiritual gifts in action. Because, you know, these gifts that are given to us by God are not meant to be just um, so we feel good about ourselves. They're not meant to be just so we can keep them to ourselves and, you know, yes, I'm gifted, I'm graced. No, they're meant to be used. They're meant to be lived. The church is alive and well, and we are meant to fan into flame. We are meant to kindle the gifts that God has given us, and we are meant to use them. They, they will grow dormant in our lives if we do not exercise them in faith. We are called to be supernatural, not superficial. We're called to walk in revelation, not just deal information to people. We're called to be dynamic as a company of people, not dreary, not dead. We are called to provide solutions to the problems of the world, not to just sit back and let them happen. And you know, we have in the, um, in the Bible, the promise of seeing and experiencing miracles, signs and wonders. In Mark 16, it says, and these signs will follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. 
when we bring revelation, when we operate in the gifts that God has graced us with, when a miracle takes place, it gets people's attention. In the Bible, um, we have this story, Daniel. I could have chosen so many from the Bible, but I just wanted to choose this one today. Basically, in this story, chapters 1 to 6, and we don't have time to read it all together this morning, um, Daniel is essentially a prisoner. He's been exiled from his land, and he is living in another land. And um, he had spiritual gifts that he did not keep hidden, even when he was a prisoner. He had understanding and vision and dreams. He had great wisdom, and he shared that with the king of this land at the time. And the king said in Daniel that he found him to be 10 times better than anyone in his own land. And Daniel gave all the credit to God whenever he was asked. He said, there's a God in heaven who reveals secrets. That's how I know this stuff. And it also says in Daniel that um, he distinguished himself above others because of his excellent spirit. When he exercised his gifts, when he did the stuff that was in front of him to do through the power of the Holy Spirit, he actually managed to stop wholesale slaughter. He saved himself and three friends. He gained recognition and promotion. He caused a foreign king to bow down to his God and confess him as Lord. And I think in the same way, God knows what He's put inside of us and He wants us to use the gifts that He has deposited within us through the power of the Holy Spirit to transform lives on a daily basis, to actually cause the people around us to go, how do you know this stuff? (laughs) What do you mean? How do you know this stuff? You're wise beyond your years. Or how did you have that word of knowledge? How did you know this stuff? We can transform lives. We can change the course of events. We can cause people to bow their knee to Jesus. Daniel's use of his gifts affected a whole nation. I get caught when I read something like that, when I think about something like that, and I'm like, God, there's 400 people right here. Could we, operating in your gifts and your grace, affect one city? Could we cause a change? Could people around us sit up and go, how do you know this stuff? Where are you getting this from? How do you know this? Who told you? The early church turned the world upside down. Power of the Holy Spirit in the marketplace, in their everyday life, not hidden away, not kept just for a Sunday but being used on a daily basis. The end purpose of every gift is that God would be glorified and that other people would be served through you living your life. It's not about me. It's not about you. Daniel was a world changer. He radically impacted his world through operating in the gifts that God had laid in his life. If you want to do a wee test, find out how you're made, find out how you're wired. There are loads of them online, but this is one that we recommend. 
You were made on purpose, for purpose. Can I encourage you this morning to find out how you were made? It's in Christ we find out who we are and what we are living for. God says in the Word, kindle afresh the gift which is within you. Don't let it go dormant. Don't let it shrivel up and die. Find out how you were made. Ask God, what have you put within me? How am I wired? Why do I respond the way that I respond? Show me how to use your gifts. Operate through me, Holy Spirit. Take me on a journey where I could impact the people that I do life with on a daily basis. I want to pray for you. So why don't we just jump to our feet? Because I know the Holy Spirit's doing some stuff right now. And I can, I can push back some unbelief with my prayer. Because <laughs> I want to make room for God to do some revelation this morning. What I've been talking about this morning is not just for one, two, three, four people in the life of this church. What I've been talking about this morning is for everyone. It's said in the Word that the Holy Spirit gave us gifts. Doesn't say a few. Doesn't say just only these ones, but everyone. So we're all gifted. We're all graced. We all have the same access. It's time to sort of go on a bit of a journey where we unwrap the gift, where we say, yeah, God, who am I? How have you made me? What am I here for? What can I do? What can I bring to this situation that is unique and different? Holy God, I pray this morning that you would come and that you would do a deep and personal work in every single one of our hearts. Right now, I just push back unbelief in the mighty name of Jesus. And I declare you are free, Holy Spirit, to speak to us, free to reveal how are we wired, free to reveal, God, where do you want to manifest? Where do you want to make yourself known in our lives? Where do you want us to step more boldly into the gifts of your Holy Spirit? Where do you want to use us? The cry of our heart this morning, God, is that we would be a company of people who change the world around us. Take the blinkers off, Holy Spirit. Let us see. Let us be reminded that it comes from you. It is not about me. It is about you and what you want to do. So we say this morning, come have your way. Reveal truth bring fresh understanding. For those of us who may have unpacked this in seasons past, if there's any dormant gifts in our lives, Holy God, we bring them afresh before you this morning and ask that you would breathe your fire again, that you would breathe on those coals and there would be new life, there'd be new passion, there'd be new understanding, there'd be a new way of delivering your truth, new hope. We can dream again. We can hope again. We can access everything that you have for us, Holy God. If you're hungry this morning to know just a little bit more about how He's wired you, why don't you make a response right now? Why don't you just lift your hand as an act of surrender, as an act of vulnerability? I want to know more, Holy God. Unpack who I am on the inside. I'm just going to carry on praying, but just make that response this morning to God. Take me deeper. Unpack something within me, God. Where my gift has been dormant, I give it again to you. And I say, breathe fresh fire 
upon this, where I've never gone on this journey before, I pray, Holy God, take me deeper, reveal some truth, unpack your secrets. Thank you for listening to this message recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com.